This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. I'm Anna Hawkin, your host. And here at Parenting for Faith, we exist to help equip you, the parents and carers, to raise God-connected children and teens. I hope you found that in the season so far. We are on episode six of season five, and we are asking, what if? So often, uh, parents and carers like you come to us and say, I'd love my child to meet and know God. I'd love them to be God-connected. But this is what's going on. What if they've had challenging life circumstances? What if they're on the autistic spectrum? What if I'm the church leader? What if I've had doubts? What if I don't have any Christian community around me? Those are the topics that we've tackled already. I hope you found those helpful. Um, If you have, it would mean the world to us if you could share it with a friend, um, maybe take a screenshot of yourself listening and share on Instagram or wherever, what other other social media you use. And if you could just take a moment and rate, review and subscribe to our podcast, um, because that helps other people know that we exist and more people to access this stuff. Uh, But we are only halfway through. We have got the rest of the season to come. And today we're going to be talking about emotional health. Now, this is something that affects all our children and young people, as well as us as parents and carers. So I'm really pleased to be able to welcome back Ray Morfin from TLG. So we could be talking about that in just a moment. But just to say, if uh, you or someone you know is going to the New Wine Leaders Conference, we're getting ready to go to that next week. Uh, We will have a stand uh, and we're running a seminar on the 1st of March at four o'clock. We would love to see you. Come and say hi. We love to hear where you're up to, connect with you, hear your stories, chat about where you're at and help you find your next step. Uh, So do come and talk to us. And just a heads up that the next pop-up small group um, is coming up on the 14th of March. And that one's going to be about how do we talk to our kids about gender and sexuality? We've had so many questions about this. And so we really think this is going to be a good one to get people to. You can get the notes off our website if you want to have a little look in advance. Um, We're not going to be giving a specific theological perspective and um, we're aware there's lots of people who we know and love who hold a range of perspectives um, but helping you to think about how you can talk to your children and young people about this issue so I hope that's really helpful but let's head over now to the conversation with Ray about emotional health. So I'm joined by Ray Morfin. Ray has very kindly been on our podcast before if you haven't listened to that episode do go back and do so she had some really helpful insight. But we've asked her back um, to get a little bit of her insight on emotional health and how we support our children and young people with that. Ray, can you just start by reminding us um, who you are and who TLG is? Yeah, so I'm Ray Morfin. I work for TLG. That stands for Transforming Lives for Good. And it's a charity that supports um, people in church to get alongside children, young people and their families. Um, who are struggling maybe with some past experiences or in the present with all the stuff that's going on at the moment, um, linked to food hunger, linked to um, mental health. And yeah, we're just passionate about supporting local church in local community. Um, Yeah. Fantastic. And we're talking today about emotional health. What is emotional health? I know everyone probably has a different definition, but for you, how would you describe it? Yeah, so 
I'd say emotional health is around um, having a good understanding of our emotions, the whole spectrum of them, and living equitably with them. Is that a good word to use in the sense of, you know, we have emotions that we like to have and we have emotions that we don't like to have. Um, but understanding that they're all there for a reason and that they can actually signal to us our health in general, whether that's physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, um, they, they're good signals for us. Um, and so having an awareness of that um, and governing them well, and um, that's not pushing them down too much and also not letting them just kind of take over in terms of the decisions we make, um, but having a balance um, then that's what I'd say good emotional health is. Yeah, and it's a fine balance, isn't it? It's not something that just our children and young people have to navigate. It's something for us as, as adults and parents and carers as well. But thinking especially about our children and young people, um, what do you feel the real sort of struggles and challenges? Um, what are the biggest struggles and challenges, I guess, for them at the moment in terms of their emotional health and well-being? Yeah, I mean, we're living in what seems like crazy times, right, where there is sort of a heightened awareness of things going wrong on a global scale. And, and we're contending with fear and uncertainty more than ever before, I would say, in terms of well, certainly my lifetime anyway. Um, and so for our children and young people, they're, they're trying to navigate this kind of scary world. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that we can do in terms of a disservice to our children and young people is to try and kind of smooth out the sort of emotions and, and, and make them really kind of containable and um, not, not wrinkly, nice and smooth. We, you know, we want to get rid of the, the anger outbursts or the real sort of response to fear that doesn't quite sit or might be a bit noisy in our day-to-day -day lives. Um, but when we do that, what we're doing is then messaging them to them that, that something about them isn't quite right. Having emotions is really okay. And I think just that expectations that they're not necessarily going to be neat and tidy, but that accepting them and saying yeah they're there for a reason and we can learn how to navigate them and actually we're all on that journey we're all saying sorry at times because of our responses or what we've said and so not trying to kind of brush it away but saying yes times are hard and we're responding with all our emotions and we're going to get through this together um, and do it in the best way we can is a good response for our kids rather than trying to neaten everything up you see what I mean <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is, uh, well, I don't want to speak too widely here, but for a lot of us, that's the way we were brought up, you know, and that's maybe been the expectation or still is now that we make it neat and tidy and ticks and boxes. So I think just an understanding as parents that we can come alongside our children and young people and really help them navigate that and talk about it and process it. And I love that you mentioned saying sorry, you know, because that's something we can model and we can encourage them in and it, it just gives permission to not get it right all the time which we don't but I think sometimes we hold ourselves to very high standard and we think that we need to have this figured out but it's hard it's really hard and so it's okay to to struggle with it and to get it wrong and to ask for another chance yeah. love that and um, I wanted to ask you specifically about stress we hear a lot about stress or we say it a lot I'm really stressed or our, our children or teenagers say they're stressed 
what is stress um, and how can we help our children and young people reduce stress in their lives where it's not uh, beneficial to them? So stress is, it's like a degree of pressure that we feel, isn't it, that um, actually does impact how our brain state governs itself. So the more we know that the more stress felt, so the more pressure, the more under pressure we feel under various circumstances in relationships, in circumstances in our day to day, that it will have an impact on, on how our brain works. So we know a good bit of stress is, is actually good for us. It helps us move out of our comfort zones a little bit. It helps us grow. It helps us progress. Having some nerves can be seen as a good thing. But then there comes a tipping point where that nervous feeling gets to a point where we feel immobilized or we feel panicked. Um, and it tips from just a nervous feeling into a, a real state of panic or an overwhelm that means that we can't function quite in the same way we can't think more objectively in the same way and that's where stress gets to a point of being unhelpful and unhealthy for us now it's tricky because we have life and things happen and we can't go through life being stressless even into that stress that isn't good for us so it's always looking at how we turn that stress style down and how we can respond in a way that just means we get back to that safety and connection again so what we know that really combats stress is connection is warmth it's interesting isn't it like you know reading our bibles and we talk about perfect love driving out fear and that's what god Mm. does and you know that is the connection point that kind of Connection against stress is the same thing at a human level as well as a spiritual level that actually just coming alongside each other and offering warmth and connection can really reduce felt stress in different circumstances. Um, And so being available together, having, you know, friends together, groups together um, is really important because it helps us navigate the stress that's going on around us. That's really helpful. And that's such a concrete thing people can do straight away. How does all this relate to God? (laughs) How does, um, you know, what does God or the Bible have to say about emotional health? And how does having a relationship with God make a difference, do you think? Yeah, I mean, it makes a massive difference, doesn't it? If we think about Jesus on this earth, like he was perfect. So um, if we go to him to see what emotions look like being governed in a perfect way, it's quite interesting because Jesus had the spectrum of emotions. Um, we did a great study with our interns at TLG one year, and we just looked at Jesus and went through a gospel. Luke's gospel is a good one. Um, and we just said, okay, what emotions did he show? And, you know, there was a degree of stress. If you think about the Garden of Gethsemane, he sweat bloods, sweat tears of blood. So, you know, that's a body and a mind under immense stress Mm. and yet we know he was perfect we've told he is we know it don't we so it's okay to feel stress it's really normal and Jesus did he was angry and it wasn't just a off the cuff right I'm gonna throw these tables over because because injustice is here in this in the temple he went away and made a whip to then go back so it wasn't a he lost his rag yeah, he went and, and wanted to drive it out because just justice, 
justice was important to him. And so that's really interesting because suddenly we see Jesus and that's not all smooth or wrinkle free in terms of emotions. And yet you see how well he governs himself. He's never out of control. He knows how to channel the emotions or where to bring it. So often he spent time away with the father, that connection um, being a really key thing. So we're in good company. And you read the Psalms as well. I mean, it's full of emotions, full of despair, full of um, fear, full of full of kind of really pouring out um, heart to God. And, you know, I in times of grief, when I felt lost, the Psalms are the place that I go to. The Psalms are the place I go to and have been with my kids around. This is real. Like life is real. Emotions are real. Um, and God is right in the center of it with us. In fact, it's his connection that means he can bring his peace and he can bring his goodness and he can show us the next step um, when we're feeling overwhelmed. You know, the Psalms are often around like God being a refuge, God being that firm foundation. And boy, do we need to hear that right now in today's seasons um, that God is close and he completely gets it um, and knows the way with right through it with us. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's just framing for them where those things are in the Bible. You know, sometimes we go to the neat um, stories that are in the picture Bibles or the ones that are easy to explain. But actually thinking of um, stories where there's a similar emotion to the one that your child is experiencing or I think, too, if we can think outside of the box and it doesn't have to be the same situation. um, I'll find the link. But we did something when the pandemic hit about Bible stories for strange times. And obviously there was not a COVID pandemic in the Bible in quite the same way but we were trying to think okay you know who's experienced loneliness who's experienced not knowing what's going to happen next who's experienced disappointment frustration Um, and I think sometimes as a parent it's helpful just to pause and think creatively and you can always come back to your kids and teenagers but you know where in the Bible has someone experienced something like this just where it's relatable yeah I think that's really interesting and I know you've got um all sorts of resources at TLG for helping people with this. Do you want to share a little bit of what's available and how people can get hold of that? Yeah, so we do have a web shop. And um, on that, we've got various resources working with children and teens just around emotional health. So we've got a great series that um, that we wrote with, say, families just around kind of emotional development and being aware of responding in a trauma-informed way and resources like that. We've got the emotional roller coaster, which is 15 sessions of just let's be curious about emotions and let's be open about what we're feeling and how to talk about them. Um, and so we also have training linked to that as well. And we put out free training um, linked to um, the emotional roller coaster and emotional first aid, which is just if you're with children, young people, adults um, who have emotional distress, how do we spot it and how do we be there right in that moment um, to respond without thinking, oh, we need professionals, which we do. But how can we stay connected in those times as well um, and so there's a journal like um journals for young people regarding emotional first aid and we've got some nice feelings cards as well that are there so plenty of resources um also within our program so um if anybody's a coach uh working with early intervention 
or, or interested in that, then we have loads of resources where uh, volunteers go into school to support a child for an hour a week. Um, and then we have lots of resources about friendship, about choices there as well, um, some of which are in the shop. So we're kind of making it available to all. So do have a look and see if there's anything. And the training we offer is free. So we'll put updates now and again. We're just due to put some more out for next year. So keep an eye on that. Um, and there's free training if you're interested as well. That is amazing. Thank you so much uh, for what you do, for all you've shared. Um, and I, the thing that really struck me about that was the first aid. You know, we don't, so many of us get trained in first aid for physical bumps and bruises and all sorts. And we don't say, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to do anything. You know, we really recognize that it's important when someone uh, needs it, that we help them straight away and then refer and, and get them more help. And, you know, that is just as true, if not more true, uh, for emotional health and emotional first aid. And it's really encouraging that TLG and other organisations like you are uh, encouraging people to do that. Um, and so, yeah, I'd really encourage you to check that out and uh, get yourself trained up if you're not already. Um, but just as we said there, we've touched on sort of um, very general here, emotional health. If you are struggling with an issue that is um, larger, if your child or young person is struggling, please, please, please um, do seek uh, appropriate support and more specialist help. Uh, we're not able to obviously go into all of that here. Uh, but just as we were saying with the first aid, there's some basic stuff that everyone can do. Um, but some of these challenges and struggles, some of the letters and letters, sorry, different era there. Some of the emails and messages we get in um, are of children and young people who are really struggling with some quite major issues and some some real challenges that need some professional help and support. Uh, so don't hesitate to do that and get people around you praying for you, praying for them and supporting you. Ray, thank you so much for your time and all that you've shared. Thanks, Anna. And as usual, we like to end the podcast with a question to ask your kid to spark an interesting conversation. This week's question is, which of your emotions do you feel least comfortable with? Have a great conversation. We'll be back next week where we'll be talking about what to do if you're ill. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.